This podcast is not affiliated with, nor does it speak on behalf of any company, organization, or firm. This is based on the personal experiences and opinion of two individual professionals. Welcome to our podcast, The Coding Corporate America. I am Erica. And I am Sashala. Welcome to episode three, Tips on Moving Up the Corporate Ladder, a question we are always asked to decode. To help us with the topic this week, we have our friend, Tony Cortese, who has been in the financial industry for 25 years, and she worked her way up the ladder to executive level positions and recently transitioned into executive leadership coaching. Yeah, so we've known Tony for a long time, and she's brought a lot of great programming to the company that I'm currently at and still being utilized to this day. Tony, tell us a bit about yourself. Oh, thank you, Erica. Thank you, Sashala, for that introduction. Yeah, so as, as you mentioned, um, I was on Wall Street for 25 years. I mean, I started in the late 1980s. I know that's ancient for, <laughs> for most of you. Um, but, uh, you know, I loved working for a large organization. I moved around a lot. Um, I moved up the corporate ladder. I managed uh, the end of my career. I was managing large global teams in technology. Uh, then three years ago, I decided to leave and start my own um, coaching firm called F- Force Line Coaching. Um, and I'm an executive leadership coach. Um, what that means is that I, I work with established leaders, I mean, C-suite, you know, CEOs and um, other senior managers, um, and also emerging leaders. I love the space of emerging leadership. I love working with young people. So thank you. Wow. Impressive. And this is why we have Tony here as the expert to help decode our topic this week. Couldn't think of anyone else better. How do we move up the corporate ladder? Let's start there, Tony. Oh, I always love that question. Um, Yeah, I've got got a few answers to that. I, I think the most important thing is to really know what makes you unique and what sets you apart, you know? So, you know, maybe you're a developer or a big data analyst or a program manager, you know, what is it that sets you apart? Maybe it's knowledge of the business, uh, ability to communicate effectively. Maybe you're like a problem, a really good problem solver. I mean, that's a really good place to start is to learn, start finding your lane. I love that. Second point I'm going to make, and you've probably heard this one, but it's so worth mentioning again, it's visibility, exposure, create connections. So madly important. You have to be seen um, and heard. Uh, I work with technologists a lot and they tend to be quite introverted and uh you know it's it's great to be quiet and humble in meetings but you have to speak up sometimes the reason is that this is how people learn to trust you they if you don't talk they you're not transparent people don't know what to expect it's amazing if you um there's a lot of research on that if you don't speak people are less likely to trust you so it's Madly, really, really important. Hmm. So, you know, yeah, and you could do a lot, you do this in a number of ways, you know, um, get a sponsor if you can, you know, someone to help advance your career, not just a mentor who gives you advice, but you want somebody who's going to partner with you, who's going to help you create platforms for you to shine, right? Uh, and uh, something I did that I think really, Help my career. Um, I joined uh, employee networks 
not because not to advance my career. I, I was interested in the women's network, and uh, you know, I was a COO for our LGBTQ um, network for a long time. So join not so join first of all. Um, you know, I I'm not LGBTQ, um, but you know, I joined as an ally, which is really important. There's great opportunities there. Networks need out, um, allies, um, but join not just to go to the events. Great, you know, but join actually help run it help work with people in other you work with people in other areas of the firm um you know you you wind up meeting different executives who are attached to that um to that cause and even external networks right join external networks as well right and that's actually a great way especially on the visibility portion if you feel that there's no opportunity within your own department so you know mm-hmm. we're hitting um you know bringing that to our attention as well you know, I remember I uh, I really wanted at some point to budgets, right? I didn't have any experience with budgets. And I helped uh, at the time the Women's Network. Um, I joined and I, I I raised my hand to be the person in charge of the, the finances because I really wanted to get exposure to it. It wasn't part of my job, but I wanted to learn it and I had the opportunity to do it, you know? The other things that leaders look for in younger people, right, is to act, we want to see people who act like owner operators of the firm. Like it's my firm. I want right. to make it successful. The entre- entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that they're hungry. We want people who are hungry, you know? Right. Um, and then I have t- two more that are a little less common, but I find it to be madly important. Don't hit yourself to one wagon. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, Tony, what what was that? Don't hit your, you know what? I would love to know what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bizarre term, <laughs> phrase there. But, you know, how many people I know, it, you know, did this um, and clients of mine, you know, they're seen as the right-hand person of somebody, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm Tom's deputy. Great. But you know what can happen to Tom? Tom might get laid off. Tom might go to another company. And then you're seen as Tom's deputy. Mm, let's push that person aside, you know. But if you if you know lots of different people and are respected for many people, um, you know, your chances of quote unquote survival um, or just expanded opportunities are significantly greater. Right. You know, and my last point, and this is a bizarre one. But it's, it's, I got to throw it out there. <laughs> learn, learn young people, learn how to say, I don't know. It's okay mm-hmm. to tell your manager or someone more senior, I don't know. Right. But I don't know, but I'll get back to you on that. You know, because people can sniff that anyway. And if you're trying to cover it up or kind of BS your way around it, it's not a good look, you know. But if you say, I don't know, let me get back to you that builds trust and trust is what you need to build in any job, in any relationship. Right. I love that instilling trust, right. And something that people can use, whether it's in a relationship or at work, but it's important. If you don't know, just say it, but then try to figure out and find out who can give them the answer or how they can get the answer. So, wow, though, that was a lot, Tony. Yeah, sorry. I can talk about about this stuff for a long time. Yeah, say it again. But this is why she's the expert, right? Seriously, I'm like, this is why. So on point. Very, very on point. One other question that I'd like to ask, Tony, is the difference between the vertical and horizontal as far as um, 
our careers, right? Which one would yield the most results? And I guess we could probably just start by explaining what is vertical and what is horizontal. Sure. Um, so vertical means, you know, moving up the ladder within your line or your department. Um, and horizontal is moving um, at the same job level, the same job title um, in a different, uh, different line, a different department. So, you know, and there's pros and cons to each of these, but pros to staying in the vertical is that, you know, if you love the, the line of work that you're in, maybe you're, you know, the product that you, that you work on, um, and, and you, you know, you want to become a subject matter expert. Great. Or if you want to manage people within that line, great, do it. Whatever you, whatever you derive meaning from, uh, is, is the right place to be. Um, yeah, the, be- the benefits of, uh, horizontal, um, moving horizontally is that you have a better understanding of how the firm, firm works, right? So now you work in a different department and it's a very different experience and you learn different, you know, leg of the organization. That is going to enable you to become a more well-rounded individual. So that and the reason why the reason why leaders like to tap those people on the shoulders is because they're able to, because they understand how the company works better. Um, they're able to make connections and solve problems, um, like more with an eagle eye view than someone within a department. So often those people are tapped on the shoulders to lead kind of cross firm, uh, positions. Got it. Okay, those were actually great um, explanations. And I know that we are tight on time, but I got one more question for you, especially. So this is for the folks who are mid-career level who are stuck in the rut. How Hmm. do they pull themselves out of that? Uh, Stuck in the rut, meaning like kid, not promoted. Not promoted. Yeah, yeah, and they just feel stuck. Well, it depends on the circumstances, right? Is it within reach? I mean, do you like the job? Do you like your manager? If your answer is yes, I would say stick with it for for another year, maybe two. Um, I I got to give you a big caveat here, though. Uh, try not to play victim. Um, don't wow, sulk, Eve. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. even if you're hurting, don't show it at work. It's never a good look. Talk mm-hmm. to friends, for, you know, friends, and get support elsewhere. But at work. Always take the high road, smile on your face and move forward. Um, the other thing is, you know, if the answer is no, you don't love your job or, you know, need to get the promotion. Don't, don't ask, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Ask, well, know that. Why is this happening for you? It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. What's the opportunity here? This could be a great time for you to transition into something else, maybe a different department, you know, um, think about how much do you love the role, the industry, the company, the department. It's, it's time to explore something else. I love that portion. Time to explore something else if need be. But it sounds like a lot of so, like soul searching that's required in that process. So, yes. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. Um. All right, Erica, you would then go into the recap. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness. So much. Tony. So much. Tony, you I'm not even gonna say what we, we need Tony back. Shama. That's what you need to say. We need to drop the mic and I'd love here to come back. back. <laughs> I'd love to. Thank you. This was amazing. So Tony, thank you for that. You really dropped some really great information for us. Let me try my best to do a uh, recap. 
Know what makes you unique and what sets you apart from the rest, right? Knowledge of the industry uh, and um, the business and knowing your lane is really what's key. The next is visibility and exposure. You need to be seen and heard. Make sure that you are speaking up sometimes, okay? People need to learn to trust you. The less likely you're, you're speaking, the less likely people will hear you. Now, next is getting a sponsor, right? You need to make sure that the sponsor is someone who can help advance your career and partner with you to help you shine, not just a mentor. The next is making sure that you're joining employee networks. Guys, this is one that's near and dear to me and Shashalit. We're big on this one. Um, join not just as an ally, but also make sure you raise your hand to help run some of the events. Okay. You'll have an opportunity to meet different executives and even, you know, consider joining external networks as well. The next is, you know, ensuring that you understand the fact that leaders are looking for owner and operators of the firm. OK, they want to see people who are hungry. Guys, this is definitely very important. Don't hit yourself to one wagon. Make sure you know lots of different people who know the value that you bring and what you can do. OK, the chances are that you'll be expanding out your opportunities when you do so. The next is learn how to say, I don't know, guys, it's okay. People can sniff this out, okay? It builds trust by saying, let me get back to you. Now, we also ask the question of what's the difference between vertical versus horizontal, okay? Tony described this as vertical moving up within the line of your job and horizontal means um, basically moving in a different line or different department. Last question that we asked was, if you're stuck in a rut, what do you do, right? If you like your job or manager, stick with it. Tony suggests either a year or two. Try not to play victim. Get support, el- support elsewhere. Maybe even our podcast, guys. <laughs> Try not to show it at work, okay? And then if the answer is you don't like what you're doing or your job, ask why this is happening for you. Again, back to not playing the victim. You can transition to something else. This is another opportunity for you to look at other things you can do, changing industry, company, if need be. So Shashala, awesome. that's a wrap up. You know what? Yeah. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. Thank you so much, Tony. Oh, so happy to do this. So um, how can our listeners get in touch with you. Sure. I'd love to hear from anyone in your audience. Um, I'm uh, my email address is Tony T O N I at force nine, the number nine. So F O R C E nine coaching.com. Awesome. And um, can folks also reach out to you on LinkedIn as well? Yep, exactly. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Yep, or via LinkedIn. So it's Tony Cortes, C-O-R-T-E-S-E. Thank you for tuning in to Decoding Corporate America. I am Sashala. And I am Erica. We'll catch you next time. See you soon. Thank you. Thank you.